Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Welcome, true believers, to another scintillating, bombastic, thrilling episode of How We Saw It. My name is Michael, and introducing the Sinister Six to my Legion of Doom, the Spider-Ham to my Spider-Man, Aaron! What's up, true believers? And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? Well, what a week. Thanksgiving week. It's a nightmare for a retail worker. But, as our intro says, what's keeping you sane, Aaron? (laughs) Uh, This week, like you you said, it was a holiday week, so it was pretty busy. Uh, So I didn't have a whole lot of time to... uh, to kind of stop and enjoy much of anything, but I, uh, I, I wanted to, to, you know, last in the last episode, I mentioned that I had gotten that universal monster set mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm, I'm almost done now. I'm in like the home stretch. I've got like three or four left and, uh, I want to go on record as saying that that box set, uh, can be used by anyone that ever gets confronted by someone that says Hollywood has absolutely no creativity now that they just simply make the same movie again and again and again, because I have sat through at least five mummy movies that are all exactly (laughs) the same. And I mean that in like the literal sense, I put one on the other day and I thought I had already watched it. (laughs) And, and, and what's even, what's even more infuriating is that there are some, like, and I don't even mean just with the mummy. I'm talking about like with the Frankenstein and the Dracula as well. Um, hmm. There are movies where they're only an hour long. And the first 15 minutes of an hour long movie is just recapping what happened in the previous movie. So it's like watching the same thing again. Right. Like you're, you're killing all of your runtime with some shit that I, I, I honestly just watched. <laughs> um, and I'm going to watch again because you're not changing the movie in any way. Mm. Um, it was just really funny to think that like, you know, everybody talks about like, oh, the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah. 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 They're still recycling stories. I guess the same damn movie again and again and again, (laughs) but I did watch, it came with the Phantom of the Opera, which I had never seen that version before. Uh, and it was in Technicolor. So, I mean, it it looks kind of gaudy, but, uh, it was kind of cool. Like that's like one of the only versions of Phantom of the Opera that I haven't seen yet. So it was kind of it was kind of fun. I I don't think it was particularly good. Um, it was a little dull in parts, but it was still like a neat looking movie, especially in a series that's, I think, pretty much entirely black and white. Like all of those other movies are black and white. So that was I think that's the oddball. But uh, that kept me sane for this busy holiday week. What kept you sane? Well. As an amateur podcaster like we are, I'm constantly honing my craft. So by listening to other podcasts, I'm able to find the techniques and the ways to make a good podcast. And I found this one podcast called The Whatcast. <laughs> and lo and behold, I'm being cheated on. <laughs> Aaron was the guest star, our guest guest whatever you call it in the podcast world for the latest episode of the wet what cast and he was there promoting us so i feel like we should 
return the favor and promote that wonderful podcast, which is a pot paranormal type, really cool podcast. Yeah, they got they got a little bit of everything. Yeah, they do it. They do it better than any other podcast I've heard. And yeah, yep. It was a lot of fun to hang out with those guys. We need to get you a press release though, so that you can, as we're going on more and more podcasts. Yeah, yeah. As we become more and more relevant and more famous. (laughs) Oh, oh! Just counting the days until that sweet podcast money. Ooh, I get practice too because the other thing that kept me saying this this week was Spotify had their uh, this time of year deal of you get three months for a set oh, price. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, so what you what you listen to? Anything? Anything new? Nah, I, I kind of brought back my little mixes and was enjoying those. It was cool. just very relaxing, and I got those. I got some Bluetooth earbuds, so right. Nothing else at work. Actually, I wore them today during black friday i had one in my ear and had a hat on because i was i had volunteered to do all the cold weather stuff because yeah. it's a little ridiculous to have a cashier out there it yeah was, i was uh, i was thinking that when you told me this morning that it was uh pretty absurd to have somebody sitting out there so i did that and then i did carts so i guess i was slumming it for someone of my stature there oh yeah no, no more <laughs> so, office work for you mister <laughs> You'd be out that. getting that manicure touched up. <laughs> <laughs> out there pretending I knew how to work. Right. <laughs> like walking with a car, but you're constantly like kicking the wheel or you're not sure which direction to go. What's Mike doing? Oh, he's killing time is what he's doing. <laughs> Those bastards <laughs> making me work. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's almost like they pay you for it, but whatever. <laughs> Which leads directly into hot take. hot take. That's right. This week's hot take is on retail stores being open on Thanksgiving. <laughs> take it away, Aaron. All right. All right. Uh, I, I am personally not a fan of places being open on Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know too many people that are like in favor of it, really, especially people that work retail. They're all kind of like, no. Um, But I I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are some people that maybe they don't celebrate it and they don't want to lose the day. And I can understand that. Um, I just think don't fucking shop like it was it bothers me less when they tell me like, oh, a store is opening at like 10 or 11 o'clock or something like a late something along that lines like that bothers me way less but you you know places that are open like all like oh we're open at you know one two like like, that's when people are eating like assholes like you're not going to get enough money on black friday you got to squeeze in that extra like 10 hours worth of capitalism you have to just kind of like get as much blood from that stone as you possibly can I wonder if part of it is because they know that like most people don't necessarily go out to the store anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure that your cyber Monday does just as much business in a lot of ways. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think Thanksgiving and like, even if you don't celebrate, like I think getting one day a year or two days a year where 
you, you don't have to go to work. God, that's never a bad thing. Like not having to go to work, <laughs> sign me up. Like I'm always in for a day off. Like, but yeah, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not okay with said work trying to squeeze out like hours on a holiday and making people feel like they're obligated to fucking come in and work. And you know, when they'd rather be home with their families or, you know, home with their cat, like it doesn't really matter. Just away from fucking work. Yeah, just not at not a goddamn work. Oh, do you want to come in and see us again? No, no, this is like one of the few days a year I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is... you, I did. I mean, I did retail for a lot of years, and I want to say they only opened on Thanksgiving once, maybe. And I was pissed. I remember just being really mad about it. And then I think it, nobody showed up like customer wise. And then we went right back to only being open, obviously on black Friday, but I hate black Friday. Like I shop, like I go out, we went out today, but I don't go out at like six o'clock in the morning. I go at like 10 30, like after the rush is already gone, you know, to kind of peruse the battlefield and see what's left on the bodies. <laughs> the blood stains. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, I go do that and, and I think that's fine. And, uh, but I, uh, I was thinking about it today and I wouldn't, I don't think I could do retail again. Not like that. <laughs> Definitely not like that. Like just the, the amount of horribly inconsiderate people that I saw everywhere I looked, I don't think I could do it. I mean, you, but you did like, that was your today. So how did it go? Like, give me, did you, do you have any horror stories? It actually wasn't that bad. No. No. I mean, for the most part, people came, got what they, the big ticket item they wanted and left. There was no anger or anything, but then again, the store I work at isn't your first stop. It's not a Walmart. Yeah, that's true. So the, the only snippy customer I got was a tip was just buying their buying normal stuff, so it wasn't even right. It wasn't even that big of a deal. It would, it would have been snippy any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was buying tax. He would have been snippy on a Monday or two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's three hundred and sixty-five days in a year. There's a finite amount of money. It's you just can't squeeze blood from the stone. And be open 365 days. You know, yeah. if you're closed one day, they'll buy it the next day. There is absolutely zero reason to open up on Thanksgiving. Just greed. That's the simple. Yeah. And and aside from greed, what what benefit do you get from like enticing people to not stay home? You know, like it's bad. It's hard enough, obviously, on the workers. Like I feel like that's they obviously have the worst set up in this whole situation like they have they have it worse but to to then turn around and also like entice your customers to leave their house for some unknown reason like ugh, <laughs> greedy pricks we get this t tv that'll cost the same amount in two years and have outdated technology you know it's yeah yeah it's just not worth it i went dvd shopping and like oh well, blu-ray shopping that was it that's all i ever do I don't buy any big ticket items usually unless there's something real specific that I happen to be looking for that's on sale. But uh, and no, I don't I don't do like the crazy throwing elbows, fucking mob scene stuff. 
That stuff scares the shit out of me, honestly. Right. You want to who who the nastiest people in the world are? White ass soccer moms on Black Friday. I see your manager haircut. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Probably UGG boots. Perhaps yoga pants. Maybe a sweater or some kind of large jacket. I think everybody listening knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> we did a stupid thing where we had coffee and donuts for all the customers. Oh, like up to a certain number or hi, it's whatever time. Here's your coffee and donut. Yeah, we did it until about 11 a.m. Five to 11 or six to 11. So what did they have to have somebody stationed there the entire time making sure you didn't run out? Yeah, Ugh. I volunteered there, too. Oh, you were that someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did you hey, just was... look at the look at like the tally sheet for the day and you were like, give me all the customers? No, I, I, those all the jobs I did were the shitty no customer jobs because that was self-serving coffee and donuts. Oh. Carts See, don't bug me. You had a plan. No one came out the garden for the cash register. No. No. Probably because no they were afraid the money would freeze to their hands. No one wanted to stand out there in negative four degrees. Was that how cold it was? It was negative nine when I left for work, and then when I got there, it was negative four. Jesus, man. You barely, you practically live on another continent. <laughs> you got the urban heat dome. I must, yeah. Yeah, I have all the heat coming from, like, New York City and all that other stuff. And you apparently have Canada's weather. Well, don't worry. Uh, our wonderfully brilliant scientific understanding president did tweet mm -hmm. what's something about global warming is it oh yeah yeah, yeah oh so much for global warming it's so cold it's like the dad joke of like political dum-dums mm -hmm. and then all his single paths on our donald had to say what he meant and how it's all just political that climate change is political you know for a group of people that that love to act like donald trump is like the smartest man on the planet they sure do spend an awful lot of time explaining to everybody what he actually means when he says something it's almost like he doesn't mean anything because he's fucking stupid like maybe he doesn't know what he's doing oh it seems like at this point anything should be acceptably feasible <laughs> he's basically lex luther if lex luther wasn't smart right He's like Lex uh, Luthor, but then also like Dr. Evil. Hmm. Hmm. That's as best a segue as I could come up with for this week's topic. Yeah, I, I actually I thought that was a pretty good one. <laughs> so this week's topic is comics. The wonderful, colorful world of comics. Where the stories leap off the page as the artist draws what the writer writes. It's amazing. It can be childish or thought-provoking. Do you know what the first comic book was? I do not. The Adventures of Obadiah Oldbuck, originally published in several languages in Europe in 1837. The English version came out, well, not till 1941, so that's a little later, but 
Still. So we were yeah. slow on the uh, we were slow. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Hold on. I got my dates wrong. That okay. was 1841. <laughs> oh, so all right, so we weren't slow. <laughs> 42 in America. So, yeah, so that's way early. And then comic books kind of evolved. That was kind of an anomaly because then comics you would really find them in newspapers. Right. And they evolved from that to book form because the early comics such as Mutt and Jeff, Orphan Annie, Gasoline Alley, they all would have those little like annual type things. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about like the Sunday strips. Yeah, and they'd get collected into books. And then eventually they realized, hey, there's a market for those picture books. (laughs) And then, of course, there were superheroes before and other heroes before, but the creation of Superman really is what jump-started comics as we know them. So what's the earliest comics you remember reading? Um, I was well aware of superheroes before I started reading comics just because of like, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and all that stuff. Mm. But my first comics that I can actively remember, not reading like religiously or anything like that, but uh, the first comics I ever read, and I think I mentioned it in the horror episode, was the... Uh, like the the Tomb of Dracula and the Frankenstein mm-hmm. comics, like the, I it, it could have been Marvel, but it could have also been like, it could have been some EC stuff, right? So I'm not I'm not positive because I was little, um, but those were my first comics that I read. And superhero wise, I didn't buy comics until I was probably in like my early teens. And I want to say that like my first ones that I bought were like, like your basics. Cause you know, you don't, you don't, you're not too daring when you first start reading stuff. So I was like, you know, uh, Batman and X-Men and Spider-Man, like you're kind of like guaranteed. Okay. Titles most of the time. Um, I do, however, remember I used to take out the graphic novelization of creep show from my school library, like, every couple of weeks and just take it home and read it. And then I'd finish it and I'd go back and read it again. Like it was fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. And when they opened the new library here, where, where I live, um, you know, my son joined the library immediately and we went to check it out one day with him. And uh, I saw that they had it. So I quick took it out again and I got to read it again for like the first time in like 20 years or so. It was great. It's still just as good as I remember. Nice. What about you? Oh, the earliest comics I read were Disney comics. Okay. Most of those were coming out in a periodical called Disney Adventures. So it's kind of like a Reader's Digest for kids. Mm-hmm. And those were all comics based on the Disney afternoon cartoons, such as DuckTales, Tailspin, and Darkwing Duck. Yep. And then I remember you letting me read some comics. You had... You had like Spawn and X-Men and a whole yeah. bunch of par- parody comics. Yeah, I had like weird parody comics because I had friends that would give me or not give me, but like they'd be like, give me five bucks and I'll give you this stack of comics. So like, you know, you can give them five bucks and you, there's maybe like one or two gems in there. But then it's like oddball stuff. It was like hmm. Spider Pig, like or it wasn't even Spider Pig. It was like, I don't even remember. But it was like, I remember there being like oddball spoof comics in there. Hmm. And then... uh a healthy dose of adult comics. Well, yeah, of course, because I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. 
And again, that was another situation where somebody was like, hey, give me 10 bucks and I'll give you this stack of comics. And it was like like 90% porn comics, like not entirely cre- what I was expecting. Was it the creepy janitor at school? It wasn't. It wasn't. You'd think it was. <laughs> uh, no, it was the... Uh, it, it was a creepy. Uh, it was a creepy band teacher. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just another hormone-driven pervert kid. Mm-hmm. Plenty of those. Plenty yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't about until my twenties that I really got into comic books. That was from just from getting into Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to a comic shop just looking for Buffy comics and talked to the shop owner. And luckily, he wasn't like comic book guy in The Simpsons. Right. It was actually nice, and he led me around, showing me different stuff. I ended up with a bunch of Garth Ennis uh, Punisher comics, which okay. are like over-the-top violent. And then I got Preacher, and I just happened to pick up a Spider-Man just because, and the writer at the time was J. Michael Stransky. Mm-hmm. I just loved his Spider-Man. I know it's controversial opinion, but he's definitely my favorite Spider-Man writer. And then got into it there, and then once Joss Wayne started writing Astonishing X-Men, yeah. and I was, almost had me hooked. And I sold Preacher number one not that long ago for about a hundred bucks. Did you really? Yeah. And then I had my hands Walking Dead number one way back then, and I didn't buy oh. it. Because I was like, oh, zombie, who wants a zombie thing? Who wants a zombie comic? Everybody wants a fucking zombie comic. <laughs> Especially that one. <laughs> Yeah, you got me into like the more I don't want to say oddball stuff because like I had I had people that had, like I had copies of like Batman versus Predator and like Dark Horse stuff, but you got me into um, like you got me into Preacher. I want to say you gave me my first couple collections of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, like Why the yeah, Last yeah. Man? That yeah, was a why really last good one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because when I was living with you, I would, we'd go to Pop Comics every week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd go once a week and just spend all our money that we weren't paying bills with, <laughs> buy comics and pizza. Um, Nobody pay, pay, pays anyway, either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who pays bills? <laughs> you gave me all my the Sandman collections, and that was around the time that I read like Sin City and stuff like that. Mm. Going on last week's hot take, just fucking sandman is enough to yeah i know i know sandman is like a work of art he hasn't really said anything else has he uh i don't i don't think so um the new episode is tonight so i will probably watch it tomorrow on dvr i'm sure he'll say something he can't ever not say some throwaway thing yeah I just like upset a bunch of geeks (laughs) and the crowd go yeah oh yeah yeah throw themselves at him <laughs> feed us more bill feed us right problem with comics though is they're so damn expensive what are the i haven't bought man. in a while where are they at now 3.99 and 4.99 that's yeah that's definitely more than it was the last time I, like do you find them to be worth that price or is it going up and the quality is not it's kind of, at this point for me, it's kind of like gas. You can't really do anything about it, so you just right. pay it anyway. God, that's a horrible thought, isn't it? Like they've got you. <laughs> All right, so then if we're going to talk comics, I feel like we have to do the ultimate, uh, the ultimate geek question: like oh. Marvel or DC? Oof. And I don't mean like which is better. I mean like who do you prefer? 
Huh. So I definitely have more favorite characters in Marvel. Okay. But I prefer reading DC. Really? I think it's because Batman and Superman. I just love them so much. Yeah. Especially Batman. It's very hard to find a bad writer for Batman. Yeah, he's pretty basic. Like, that's not hard to get Batman. And Marvel kind of lost me when they did the whole thing with Spider-Man. Because in not so many words, they basically said comics were for kids, not the people reading them. Okay. They did the whole thing with Spider-Man. Oh, you can't be married to Mary Jane and all this stuff. And Oh, all right. And at that time, it really came off as it's not for the people reading it. It's for kids, you know? Yeah. So we need to change it and go back to this. And then I just, and the writer then, I think he's still reading now. So he's, I think he's been reading for like a decade and he's, he just comes off as a pompous ass. Right. Anytime. It's all like that. I don't really want to, I think that was what Marvel suffered from was they had a lot more pompous ass writers. Right. Do you think that, do you think a lot of that comes from their success with the films? Like that they're kind of untouchable at this point? I think it was just the characters they're writing. Okay. It lends more of that, that personality. And, and then DC just can't keep any because they treat them like crap. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, maybe we write something happy for this DC title. Get out. <laughs> gritty. All time gritty. Is that a smile on Batman? You're fired. Batman don't smile. But apparently they can show full, full frontal. <laughs> Oh, no, they could. They ended up taking that out. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of babies. None of that. No penis. That's right. No wiener. <laughs> no bat dong. <laughs> so who are your uh, who are your go-tos now? Who do you still read, like, every month? Or, 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 or as frequently as you pick up? Um, there was a run of X-Men that I really like, uh, X-Men Blue, is the okay. team's run by Kitty Pride. So I'm sure that had nothing to do with why you liked it. Well, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, been picking that up. Um, that's basically the must-have for me. Do you have any titles that you like actively avoid, like that will make you like cross the street? Punisher. I just, yeah, I don't like. I don't like Punisher. I really don't. Is it just too over the top? I don't like the character of Punisher. The only iteration of Punisher I really liked was Thomas Jane's. Yeah, because he portrayed it a cool way, you know, and yeah. I didn't really watch the Netflix version, but I'm not a real fan of Burton Alley anyway. Mm-hmm. And just to me, Punisher is a lazy hero. I, I Okay, I get what you mean. Because it takes all that. I mean, you have to. We're going to suspend all suspension of disbelief here as I discuss this. But for Batman not to kill 
that takes a lot of like uh restraint restraint yeah because obviously he has reasons to want to kill you know basically the same reasons as frank castle yeah and you know frank castle's murdered the new york mafia at least seven times over at least i didn't know there was that many members left <laughs> you think kill the kill the guy who killed your family and then move on you know and then killed the guy who killed that family <laughs> instead he just kills everything and then it's just not clever right yeah, I get what you mean. Like, there's a there's an obvious line from point A to point B. I mean, when John Wick does it, it's cool. It's a two-hour thing, but 40 years of 40 killing years of family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's different. I can see where you're coming from. And then uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of resurgence of third-party comics coming out, and they're just... Just looking at them, you can tell how bad they are. Right. Because there's no editor. <laughs> there's no one saying, no, that idea is bad. It's it's sold on like a spiral-bound notebook. <laughs> Which, I mean, there's a place for that. Of course. Like, when we, were, when we were in our 20s, like, I feel like there was kind of that push for, I'll call them, like, off-brand comics, like... Not your dark horse because they're like kind of the, they're like the wink wink off brand. Like everybody right. kind of knows dark horse, um, but like IDW. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like those just got too like there became just too many of them? I think like, they got a lot less discriminatory on what they were publishing. Okay, because I mean IDWs, I believe they were the Walking Dead. I think they were too, and they did all those uh, the Freddy and Jason comics too. I think, I think they did that run. Yeah, I mean, like companies like IDW are kind of like the LGN of video games, where they get the licenses to all these properties and just start printing because they know uh, the company. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, there's a place for it, but. It's a little saturated. Yeah. Like I was always into. He doesn't do a ton. Like he's he's more just an artist than he is. I think a writer, really. But uh, Linsner, I always used to read the Cry for Dawn stuff. Mm-hmm. I really liked that stuff. Um, I really liked the Sandman series. I think Neil Gaiman is probably one of the best writers ever. Like his spinoff <laughs> stuff with Death was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There, there was, there was just like there was like pop culture reference in it. There was like I don't know. It made it, it gave it like a tons more of myth. Ho- more homey feel. Tons of myth. Like, like he kind of grabbed from absolutely everywhere you could think of, and had it all just like a, to appreciate it at every level. You kind of need to be one of those people who know that stuff whereas yeah I, I yeah get, yeah i get it on uh, one level but other people get it on a deeper level. like there were a lot of references that i remember reading past and being like that probably means something to somebody <laughs> that doesn't mean shit important. to me <laughs> well, someone with a doctorate in greek studies is probably yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. 
Ha ha ha. ha. What a funny gaff. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there picking my nose. <laughs> my butt itches. <laughs> were your parents ever weird about you reading comics or like types of comics that you were reading or anything like that? Or did they kind of not really care about it? They were really kind of against comics because I didn't like even wanting to get Disney comics. They didn't really want me to. I think they were pushing me more towards regular books. Okay. And I think comics just seemed like a waste of money to them because like they viewed it as like kids stuff. Yeah. And a waste of money, you know, you read it once and then. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's comics that I've read like dozens and dozens of times. Right. And I mean, that helped me later with being able to read well, but still ended up getting into comics at a later age and loving them. Right. Do you feel like you could have benefited from them more as a teenager? Like when you were younger? Because I know a lot of people use comic books as kind of like, it's like, like, well, it's like anything really. It's like escapism. Like you identify with the heroes or whatever their alter ego is and and you kind of you know vent out your own worldly frustrations through that like did do you think you would have benefited from those at a younger age if if we have a a boring wish genie (laughs) let me have comics as a kid but also teach me to keep good care of them yeah and i think that would instilled that more into me Yeah, I had a whole lot that I beat the hell out of. Here's a thing you're collecting. Try to keep make keep it in good condition. Yeah. That's my boring genie wish. I could think of worse. I guess could have been like I had a pair of shoes once that were really comfortable. I sure do wish <laughs> I had those again. But then the genie fucks you over, and like the shoes are too small because they're as small as you had would have needed then. Right, it's you're... like ah, damn you, genie. <laughs> So, but it's like the Wishmaster genie, so he's like, you know. <laughs> That's not a tangent, but so the Wishmaster genie, why didn't he grant the first two wishes happily? You know, because the whole thing is he needed to be freed by having the third wish granted. So yeah. why didn't he just grant all three happily and then he would have been freed? I mean, I could only assume that if they had gone by that logic, you wouldn't have gotten six movies out of it. <laughs> well, that was all I could think of when I watched it. <laughs> now go back and listen to the horror, bad horror episode, people. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's a, my dad talks about reading comics as a kid. He like classics, the comic classics yeah. where they were take classic stories and put them in, comic form right i don't know why they never got me comics (laughs) i don't know you'd think that like they grew up with them it would just be a logical thing to pass on like my dad grew up not far from where i live now and a friend of his his father worked at a printing company that was in that town and they would print um i don't even know who it was like like the turok son of stone and those Mm. comics um so dad got them all like hot off the press. Like this kid's dad would come home with like a stack of fucking comics 
he did come up with like a copy of everything for like you know his son and like his son's like three or four closest friends or whatever so my dad had all these like comics that had never even seen like you know like street release by the time they hit his hands and he fucked him up like he even admitted it he was like that was the stupidest thing i ever did like i should have taken better care of those damn things <laughs> probably sitting on a small fortune there do you do you have a hard time talking to i don't want to say like I'll, I'll phrase it as like non-comic people you have a hard time like talking about your enjoyment of comics to people like that or or do you find that most people are pretty accepting of it i think a lot of people are more accepting of it now especially because of the movies yeah so it's, and it's viewed as less of a kid's thing i've read them in the break room at work multiple times and the most i get asked is what i'm reading right you know, like derogatory yeah Nobody making fun of you. I mean, there's a lot of people who are a lot more knowledgeable about comics than I am. I work and <laughs> what have comics meant to you? Uh, for me, it, it's always like I don't read them quite as as uh, quite as much as you do. Um like I haven't been inside the comic shop in quite a while, but I pick up the occasional graphic novel. Um, comics are like, they are really like escapism for me. Like I enjoy the stories. They're not, they're, I don't want to say they're not long and drawn out because they cover like huge arcs, but that's the thing. It's not like, it's a long arc of a story and I can get into that. Like, I don't care if a, if a story takes 20 or 30 issues to, to resolve. Like if it's a good story, I'm in, I'm, you know, hooked from the get. Um, like they, they, they gave me people to kind of, I don't know, it gave me like heroes to look up to, right? Like you always find those couple of heroes that you really identify with. Like I was always a really big Spider-Man fan and I, I, I could have, I could relate to being like, you know, kind of the, the dorky guy in high school. Like I could, I could relate to that. And I was always a big Batman fan, not because my parents got murdered or anything like that it was uh you know i think it was i think it was more just because batman's fucking cool um and like of course i like things like superman because it's superman and i got really into the x-men because i thought jim lee's artwork was really awesome and it was like eye-catching and like you get into the stories and you realize that like they've written them as like i don't know they're like real people with real problems they just it's just they just happen to have powers that go with it like comics are really relatable I, I feel bad that they get kind of miscast as shit for kids like there's plenty of, obviously there's plenty of stuff there for kids but there are plenty of comic books that delve into some very you know serious topics like so we, you know we make fun of those like offshoot ones but there's some in there that are like you know they're, they're gold basically like you mentioned mouse like uh, any kind of stuff like that. Like they're very culturally relevant. Like it's, it's very unfair for them to be just cast aside as shit for little kids. <laughs> I mean, the big thing about comics is they do create a sense of community. Yeah. You can find people. I remember in Florida when I lived there, I 
made a really good friend just by not knowing a storyline in a comic book. He spent like three hours explaining it. Oh, to really? Me. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was very interesting. It was really awesome to have a whole storyline explained to me, and we became friends out of that. Huh. And it was just over comic books, so I think comics were definitely that. Like, like you said, the disenfranchised people who yeah. have the... It's just something you can escape into. Because that's who and, they're about. Yeah. Like, no, no I, there's probably very few heroes in comic books or even villains that are accepted. You know, they don't start out that way because they had a good upbringing. Like... Mm. <laughs> comics are definitely... And they're still an important part of people's for kids to get into for yeah. adults to have a feeling of community. I remember going to the comic shop every week. You'd get to talk to people about the latest storylines, mm-hmm. what's going on. And you made friends that way. And it's a, a good outlet for that kind of stuff. A very innocent, good outlet. I mean, Besides all the skin tight outfits and racism and all that kind of stuff that you yeah, do find I in mean, older comics, you know, it's got uh, it's got it's God. They're all terrible now. <laughs> You're gonna find problematic stuff pretty much everywhere. I think, you know, it's gonna take a while before we get past any of that or get you know to where it's not how things are done anymore. But at the same time, like I don't necessarily always want to read a story about someone that's like exactly like me yeah i don't want to see the i don't want to see a storyline where like captain america is you know 60 pounds overweight mm. but i'm not plucking my money down for that like, you don't <laughs> i mean there's, i can't think of the hero but there are a couple that are written that way it's oh like... yeah absolutely there are and that's <laughs> totally fine like i got no issue with things with like characters that reflect how real people are. I'm just saying like, there's room for both. Hmm. You have to be able to have like fantasy every now and then, you know? Hmm. Well, true believers. Let me hit you up with our business aspect of the episode. Go for it, Aaron. (laughs) And now for the business portion of the show. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Please leave us a review and then head over to the Facebook page where Mike and I are actively trying to be more involved and to take our social media seriously. And if you want to check out my blog where I talk about politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. Well, true believers, thank you for tuning in this week. And I want to give another shout out to the Whatcast. Go ahead and listen to them if you aren't already. Yes, thanks again, guys. It was great. And uh, I hope we get to do it again soon. As for us, this was another fun week. I'm trying to think next week what we should do. We should probably do something serious next week. So we're going to so, think yeah. on this. Yeah, give us a couple <laughs> days. <laughs> And we'll get out there. So as always, thank you for tuning in. Have a good night. Later, y'all.